0: through An old, old trunk that I found all covered with rust. Our attic had sheltered it from the rain and snow. I had to break off the moldy lock and I swept away the dust and I found a precious treasure. Place there long ago, just a dust-covered diary, all yellow with age
1: and it tells Hey there cats and kittens, welcome to, uh, what show is this? Oh, it's the most popular girls on the internet, Our internet. Dumb Lives. <laughs>
2: Number twelve
1: is it? I don't I have no idea what number it is, so I'll just take your word for it. I'm Cassandra, and with me in Island Bunker Tea is Miss Tara. Hey, as usual. everybody! We, as usual, we're unusual. <laughs> We've had a bunch of drinks. We were drinking. Um, what was it? Uh, we well, we had two different kinds. We had. Malibu with orange juice and pineapple. Yes. And then we had Blue Curacao with raspberry vodka uh, vodka Mm -hmm. and orange juice, I guess, Mm -hmm. and some Sprite. That was a good one, too. So, yeah. And then Tara had me do a couple shots. And, yeah. Yeah. I'm just such a bad influence. She is. She's my bad influence friend. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, we just do this at your house, so it's not like I'm stumbling around. Well,
2: we've all had bad influence friends throughout our lives and (laughs) growing up, and and sometimes we just don't get rid of them. So I'm just going
1: to get into it because, um, like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago... Well, I'm trying to decide where to start with this. I, around Thanksgiving, um, one of my high school friends, his brother passed away. And he, his brother, who I kind of knew, I knew him, my friend, better, obviously. He was in my grade. His brother was two grades ahead. And I just thought he was super cool. And at one point, he accidentally made me a mixtape because I had given Bob tapes to make record music and then dave took them and just made his own mixtape and he just made like all this awesome music and it was super cool and and, like exposed me to all this awesome (laughs) awesomeness (laughs) so a couple weeks ago i'm like i'm gonna see if i still have that mixtape so i have a cedar chest that has a bunch of stuff in it i went there and i started digging around and i pulled out all my old journals so, the other reason I did it was because I kind of have an idea for a story I want to write, kind of a coming of age story. Um, it's weird because I have like a really strong memory and kind of love for a guy I knew when I was 13. And then, you know, like 11 to 13. But then also at that same point in my life, a friend, well, a schoolmate got murdered by his stepmom. This is all very deep. I know. That was very deep. So I'm like, I have this idea for a story to write this. So I pulled out my journals. And they're hilarious. (laughs) 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 So I don't know. You know, you may have seen Mortified, which is kind of, is people reading from their their junior high and high school journals. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And so I thought maybe I'd share some of my journals with you, especially as, well, there's two sections. One is... My uh, obsession with Star Wars when I was like eleven, <laughs> twelve, and then also all—I have documented all of my sexual landmarks.
2: <laughs> Can we cover this all in one show?
1: Well, yes. Like I have a whole bunch of bookmarks, but I just have like a—I'm just going to write little, little pieces from each of them. So you're you're there with a stack of six books. <laughs> yeah, this is like. <laughs> A fourth of my actual journals. These are just wow. the ones I wanted to actually read from. So,
2: well, I'm I'm sitting here with <laughs> with a couple of of magazines. That yeah, I brought mine over, and so then you you pulled out some stuff and started yeah, digging through your yeah, own stuff too. Yeah. Um. Now I don't have journals because I burned all of mine because I figured it was good to destroy the evidence. When did you burn yours? Um. When I was about twenty five.
3: Really? Can yes. you? I, I I just loved it was, having them.
2: I I burned them after after my first of di- my first divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Your only divorce. My only divorce. Your first my, my, marriage. My first marriage. Your only divorce. <laughs> um, because because my ha- my journals had become increasingly depressed and yeah. d- very depressing, and I and I thought to myself, I don't ever want to go back and read these and mm-hmm. um, these. I, and I thought thankful to them that I had them at the time at the time that I needed them to yeah. be able to vent and get my emotions out however um they weren't something that I would ever look back upon fondly and so yeah. I I thought well
1: this I is the next chapter of my
2: life and if you
1: went back and looked at them now <laughs> you would think they were hilarious they <laughs> I don't know about that,
2: but well, well,
1: maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe, maybe some of the
2: high school ones would possibly,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, like, my—I mean, we talked about Tara and I talked about this before. Um, So when I was writing my journals, a lot of people—that's you. It's my alarm that it's ten
2: o'clock and there's a deployment happening. We don't care, because we just drink a whole
1: bunch of liquor, baby. (laughs) I don't need to be on it, so, okay.
3: So, you know,
1: I always wanted to be an actress... And I was always into history. So to me, like my journals were like, I'm documenting what it's like to be a teenager in the 80s. And this is going to be my biography someday when I'm famous. It's
2: like you're Jane Austen of the 1980s.
1: (laughs) So instead of like, you know, some people, they use their journals to really like, examine what they are thinking and who they are, which I think I do now, you know, once I was in my twenties and beyond, that's kind of what I did. But in my teens, it was very much about writing what I thought that people would want to know, like what a teenager is really like. So it's like 95% boys. Oh, sure. That's what I wrote about back then too. (laughs) Um, In the, in the, uh, the entry or, on the inside cover of my journal that was from fourth grade to sixth grade, I believe I wrote, if anyone finds this diary and I'm dead, please write a book about it. By the way, my name is Cassie Schaefer. If you find this book and I'm alive, please send it back to me. I don't care if you read it. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so i thought i would like read some of my <clears throat> star wars feelings because sure do you have the years of
2: what which what you're reading out of there? oh yeah yeah
1: it's- i will read so uh thursday june 23rd 1983 dear die so i called my diary die <laughs> dear die return of the jedi was fantabular it was sort of sad, though. I cried when Darth Vader died. I know that sounds weird, but, the, but he turned out to be a good guy in the end. He saved Luke's life. I was kind of disappointed, though, because Han Solo wasn't as sarcastic and didn't fly the Falcon at all. <laughs>
3: also, his part
1: seemed very small. Well, gotta go. Bye-bye for now. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and then... um on June 24th, I wrote an entry, and but then later that day, I was just reading Return of the Jedi and looked out the window and thought maybe somewhere out there, there's a war going on, like in the movies, and there's a person like Luke Skywalker and like Princess Leia and like Han Solo and the rest. And evil people like Darth Vader and the Emperor. They might, they might not have the same names, but they may be the same kind of people with all the same personalities and stuff. And our planet is just too far away. They don't know we exist, just as we don't know they exist. There are probably a couple of galaxies where all the planets hold life and their technology is really advanced from ours. I hope there is. If there is, I wish I could go there. But I only know, but I know the only way I can is through the movies and being in them. And that way I can let other people come to those galaxies, too.
2: Oh, my goodness. And then I have
1: little stars and moons. Oh, you do. And little yes. spaceship drawn. Mm-hmm. Little um,
2: cars- <clears throat> Carl Sagan, you.
1: <laughs> and then uh, my final... Uh... <laughs> talking about Star Wars here before I get into my sexual adventures (laughs) this is another one uh this is let's see here um Sunday June 26 1983 later that day I finished reading Return of the Jedi it's so good I'm just about crying I don't want this to be the last movie. It can't be. I wish they would go on forever. I guess everyone does. But as the saying goes, all good things must come to an end. But there's so much more they can do. George Lucas might do another Star Wars film in ten years. He needs a rest, I guess. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Little did we know, we wish, we ha- we wish he hadn't. Me and Melissa are becoming oh such God. good friends. I split my I spilt my gut. Well, I say split, but it means spilt. I spit my <laughs> spilt my guts to her about acting. She wants to be an actress too, but I still don't think she's as serious as me.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's good to talk to. We're going to do a Jedi on tape. We're gonna record Jedi on tape. Is what I mean, but in certain parts. <laughs> We're gonna have the characters sing songs, like when the Ewoks start cooking Han for dinner. <laughs> We're gonna have the in- Ewoks sing "Keep the Fire Burning" while Han Solo is screaming in the background to put it out. I can't wait. <laughs> you never did that. No, maybe we should. I did not do that, but I have. I do have recordings of me and my friend Tiffany doing "Raiders of the Lost Ark." <laughs> and my friend at work, Isaac, he um, he has like a whole setup so he can transfer like tapes and video tapes and stuff right. digitally. So I'm gonna have oh, him do my. I, I really want to hear these. <laughs> well, the funniest thing is like Tiffany and I did Raiders of the Lost Ark in fifth grade. Yes. And then at one point, I decided in sixth grade I taped over it because I wanted to tape the Go Go's because oh. I was. But there's just a you little have the beat. There's a little piece at the end where mm-hmm. where it didn't record over us. And the funniest thing about that is in so this is fifth grade, we didn't know how to say Nazi. So through the whole play you know, she had like a, a script that she had bought, right? It, through the whole thing we called him Nazi. <laughs> So I have a tape with a little bit of that, and then in like seventh grade or the end of sixth grade, we did another recording of it. But then we knew what Nazi was, so we said Nazi. So I have both of those that I'm gonna have digitally transferred to digital. So
2: digitally transferred to digital. You know, hey, you had me do a few
1: shots. That's what makes this so precious. (laughs) So, there are a lot of things. Oh, my God. Some of the things you read, I'm just like, I was such a fucking snot. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, so I was very into Star Wars. But I was also into boys.
2: So. Let's see. Uh, Apparently... Finding well, I went through my granny's suitcase, right? And going through my granny's suitcase, I found all of her old letters and stuff like that. But then, I found my old international gymnast magas- magazines <laughs> <laughs> that I had procured from the library mm-hmm. <laughs> at my middle school. And because did you work? You worked in the library? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah. Well, I volunteered. So. Worked, volunteered. I was, yeah, <laughs> totally. I was the only one who could run the computer. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I, so what I had done is I, I, I would find pictures of gymnasts that I admired and would um, write over them their their signatures like they were <laughs> autographs. So um, you would autograph them as the person, the person to myself. <laughs> And yep. this is like 1980. So. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> but what I found in in one of these these article um uh, one of these uh versions of International Gymnast magazine mm-hmm. and this is from Cuz you were
1: going to be an Olympic gymnast, oh, I bet, was. I was absolutely. Sure.
2: I was I was studying the technical manuals of the <laughs> the the handspring. So I found this article called "The Microcomputer and Gymnastics," mm-hmm. and and it so was
1: what were they thinking in 1980? So in
2: 1980, there was a director and head coach of the Mid America Twisters, which is a gymnastics crew, <laughs> um, that was using the um, the microcomputer. So it was it was, <laughs> the microcomputer. It
3: was
2: a it was a Radio Shack TRS 81 one, um, nice. and the Apple II, the Commodore uh, computers like that, you would write in a language called BASIC. Mm-hmm. And so, this was the 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 author was trying to explain what BASIC was and what they were using. <laughs> so, he had written a program to actually that actually recorded the biometrics of all of his gymnasts. Nice. Their sleep time. And all of all of this information like their their body temperature, yeah. what <laughs> like time the, they like went the to bed. bed does now. <laughs> he, yes. But he was doing it all by hand and compiling all of this data into uh-huh. into these archaic computers so that coaches could actually look up the data each day. Mm-hmm. Um But I found it was interesting in that he was talking about um, the future of the microcomputer in sport and gymnastics is very bright. (laughs) (laughs) And and to have this in my hands, because now I work in technology and I'm not a gymnast. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) In any way, shape or form. Do you have any recollection of it as a kid, thinking, "Oh, this is cool," or anything like that, or just of, no, you're of just, computers of yes. of that article and being like, "Oh, I don't know." No,
2: I I went through this phase because my my brother had ran away from home,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: so I went through this phase where I didn't have my buddy to go to Radio Shack with and get kicked <laughs> out anymore, and and so I started to. I think I thought I, I, I sh- was supposed to be in gymnastics. And so gymnastics was everything to mm-hmm.
1: me. I wanted- well, 1982 was the, was it 80 or 84 that Mary Lou Retton was?
2: Might have been like 84, but I was absolutely like the super Mary Lou Retton fan.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, 76 is when like the gymnastics is, that was Nadia Comaneci, right? In mm-hmm. 76 or... uh well, I'm thinking Dorothy Hamill, but she's skating.
2: She's skating. Yeah. <laughs> I had Dorothy Hamill eyeglasses. <laughs> <Nice>. So these fours <sighs> I loved ice skating and I and I loved gymnastics and, and so yeah, I had cut things out, I had driven drawn all over this magazine. <laughs> I think it's so cute that you
1: autographed them to yourself. <laughs> to
2: myself, yeah. And then
1: the boy, the gymnast that you thought was the cutest was like Tara plus Matt or whatever his yes, name was. I that's, what I.
2: that's what I wrote. And 11-year-old Tara had um, written something else. It said class of 91,
3: 1980,
1: Tara. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you down like a road of my sexual conquests from uh, April of 1983 through June of 1990. Okay, or June of June of 89. Sorry, I won't. I do have a really good journal entry about sex with Jeff, but since he's still my husband and relevant, I won't. Talk. <laughs> I won't read that one because it'd be too embarrassing. <laughs> Needless to say, 3 months before our wedding, I was really into Jeff and excited about becoming Mrs. Jeff. <laughs> anyway, sorry. This one <clears throat> This one is from Friday, April 29th, 1983. And this is the night I discovered the power of boobs. I wore this shirt that I had outgrown, but I didn't realize I'd outgrown it. It was very tight. (laughs) So tonight I went skating, roller skating, and I met the greatest guy. His name is Craig S. He's in band. Heidi liked him. I told him she did when I went doubles with him. Heidi asked him to go doubles, and he said no. I asked him if he said no because she liked him, and he said it was because she was a dog. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I told him that her boyfriend was mad because she liked him. Craig couldn't believe she had a boyfriend. He thought John was a pansy.
2: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, Craig
1: asked you sound like a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) He he did turn out to be a jerk. But anyway, he asked John if he was going with Heidi, and John, John, of course, said yes. Craig said he thought she was a dog. John asked why. Craig said because she's a stick. She has glasses, and she's flat. No wonder he went couples with me. If it's boobs he wants, I'm not exactly flat.
3: (laughs) Mind (laughs) you... (laughs)
1: I am, like, 12 years old. <laughs> I'm going to call him tomorrow. I'm either going to get his number from Heidi or just call all the Seversons in the phone book.
2: <laughs> stalker.
1: I know how to spell his last name because it was on the back of his shirt. There's only nine of them in the phone book. <laughs> You've
2: already looked in the phone book. Oh.
1: It was love at first skate together. The song we skated to was, I come to you with open arms. (laughs) A journey. (laughs) He would always show off to me. He'd skate right in front of me and then zoom around and purposely fall. He's just a doll.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And then I wrote
1: CS plus CS. We
3: have the same initials. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yes, I discovered
1: the power of boobs that night. Craig did turn out to be kind of an asshole. He uh, once we got into junior high, he was like more in the popular group and I was more in the nerd group, but so we uh, we moved from um, the uh, couple skate to the first time a boy put his arm around me.
2: What year is this?
1: So this is still 1983. This is August. Right. And uh, my friend who lived down the road, her cousin came to visit. And he and I crushed on each other, right? This is Wednesday, August 17th, 1983. I'm 12. Dearest, dearest diary. Oh, I am in love. It's true this time. My heart is beating so much it's practically coming out of my chest. <laughs> Tonight they came over and we went outside. Kelly and Sarah made us sit on the bench. They is is Kelly and uh Calvin. Calvin is the boy I like. Tonight they came over and we were outside. Kelly and Sarah made us sit on the- Kelly and Sarah made us sit on the bench. Then they took our arms and put his <laughs> put his on my shoulders and took my arm and put it on his shoulders. He didn't pull his away, so I didn't pull mine away. (laughs) Then Kelly said to me, your arm should be down here. So I pulled my arm away because I thought she was going to put it between his legs. (laughs) (laughs) But she was just going to put it behind his back, so that ended that. I'm so mad. I should have kissed him. I will before he leaves. If I could only get him alone. Kelly went to the bathroom, I know, to leave us alone, but Sarah wouldn't leave. Oh, well, if all else fails, I'll get him at the party. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. Calvin the fox is coming to my party. Isn't that fantabular? I'm really in love this time. It's true. I wonder if Calvin the fox loves me. (laughs) He's not a virgin, but I figure on staying one for a good long time. I might not see him for two long days, but I will talk to him on the phone. I love Calvin. He P- probably was a virgin, by Oh, way. my God, yes, we were 12. Of course he
3: was. He was just fucking lying.
1: <laughs> the rapper in here is off one of the popsicles Calvin the Fox had. <laughs> You had a wrapper in I there? I did. wrapper. <laughs> Just... okay. So, yeah. So, that was my, uh, that was, yeah, my first time I had an arm around me. And then we went to seventh grade, which, you know, is like crazy fucking seventh grade. You, I got to see why I marked this one first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> why did, oh, <laughs> I know I marked this one. So, this is a non-sexual one. Not about my sexual coming of age, but it's about my sense of humor. And I'm really happy to know that my very twisted sense of humor has not changed over time, right? Okay, yeah. (laughs) So, this entry, you know, I'm just kind of going through a bunch of stuff. um, And uh, I get to a point where (laughs) I'm at the end and I'm just kind of talking about stuff I say. Today was professional day at tech. Tech is the high school I went to uh, in junior high. Today was professional day at tech so it was like a spirit week where you dress up as a different thing every day right. Today was professional day at tech. I was a hooker. <laughs> I did that because I thought it was freaking hilarious to go as a hooker. <laughs> I don't remember it. I kind of, you know, I read that and I kind of <laughs> vaguely remember it. I'm just like, oh my God.
3: I, I, my parents <laughs> could not have
1: known. I'm sure I went and, I'm sure I just wore like a skirt and some cheesy makeup. I don't know. <laughs> and then the next sentence is, Tomorrow is foreigner day. I'm going as an Arab harem girl. Oh,
3: my God. i just
2: like, foreigner day. Foreigner day. They actually had a day called foreigner day. That's so fucked up. I'm like, please,
1: I hope nobody came in blackface. Oh I don't. God. I don't think. I think I wanted to go as an Arab harem girl, and I didn't. But basically, an Arab harem girl is a prostitute too. So it's a concubine. Uh, uh, so I like, don't I went know as a, about that. But it, well, you know, if you're a harem girl, you're a concubine, which is you're part of the harem. <laughs> like I went as a hooker both days. <laughs> so yes, I mean, that uh, seventh grade was very turbulent with Jeff. Or with Jeff. Oh my god. That's a Freudian slip, right? With Joel. (laughs) And it's very, very angsty. Um (laughs) I have this like whole big entry of all of my memories of him and you know, he's not there to catch me anymore. Help! What will I do without him there? Fall and break my body into a million pieces? I can't. I just can't rid myself of this disease and learn to live without him. (laughs) Is that when he died, though? No, no, no. This is seventh grade. Like you guys broke up. Yeah, well, because we stopped, we kept not being friends, and I think it, honestly, looking back, I think it was because he was, we were in such different friend groups, mm-hmm. and I was so straight and narrow, and he was kind of starting to do shit, and, like, one time we were supposed to go to a movie, and he didn't show up because he got arrested for vandalizing cars.
2: Okay, yeah, And shit different. like that, right? Yeah.
1: So, um, so I have this big, long entry about all these memories, and then... A memorial to friendship of Miss Cassandra Lee Schaefer and Mr. Joel Aaron Johnson, once alive and young and thriving, now dead. Oh my goodness, (laughs) that's quite dramatic, my dear. But then, like... The next, like two two entries later, it's like I have the greatest news. Every fight, I think it's the end, and it's not. <laughs> and then we're we're friends with we're friends with Joel again. It's like <laughs> on and off, and on and off, and on and off. Um. So that was kind of my seventh grade year, but then um, towards the well, the summer after seventh grade, right before eighth grade. We all, so, you know, I lived out in the country. I'm in Minnesota. Of course, there's lakes everywhere. And so, um, there were Briggs Lake, I went down to Briggs Lake with some friends. And I kind of knew this guy named Craig. He was a year older than me. And he started being nice to me. And he became my boyfriend. So, I'd never been kissed before this, right? <laughs> so, <clears throat> Monday, September 10th, 1984. 1984. Well, it finally happened. You probably know it is, but I'll tell you anyways. I got my first kiss from Craig. I can't say if it was good or bad because I have nothing to compare it to. But, <laughs> but it wasn't what I thought it would be. I didn't get all tingly or anything. Not that it was bad or anything. It was great. First, I was sitting on the three, three-wheeler with Stacy. So we'd have you know, like all trained vehicles, three-wheelers and four-wheelers. Mhm. Uh first I was sitting on the three three-wheeler with Stacy and he leaned over and kissed me just like in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that was a very good kiss. But then when we left we hugged and kissed long and then we frenched. It was wonderful. <laughs> Somehow now I feel complete. Congratulate me. I've been kissed. <laughs> 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 and then we move along till so that was uh, September. so now November 13th, 1984, <clears throat> we uh <laughs> I lay in bed, my body seemed to float. I was so in love. The ice cream social was that night at Clearview, and I had gone with Craig. We ran around outside and stuff. It was really fun. <laughs> Stacy had asked Mark to go with her, but that's why and he was there, but even though he had said yes, they acted like strangers. So finally I took some action. Oh, think. Does this sound like me? This sounds like me. (laughs) Sounds like you. Go talk to Stacy, I said. Why? Mark asked. She wants to talk to you. Please. I was going to get them two to talk if it killed me. God, you're short, he commented. Well, she's shorter than me. Come on, talk to her. Tell her to talk to me. She will. Tell her to come here. Stacy, get your buns over here, I yelled. She didn't come. Come on, I said, and took his arm. He didn't resist as I pulled him next to Stacy. Okay, talk, I commanded and left them. <laughs> <laughs> I sat next to Craig in the car with Brandy on my lap. There was enough room for her. Brandy was his sister. There wasn't enough room for her in the seat. My hand started on his knee, but I wanted to wander. I couldn't help it. My hand just kept moving up his thigh. He didn't protest, though. I didn't either, though, when his hand slid up my thigh. (laughs) With his sister on your lap? Oh, weird! (laughs) So that was when I was 13. (laughs) So, now we're going to skip ahead a little bit. It is February 22nd, 1986. So, I'm 15. And I'm dating a guy named Mike. I've been dating him for about, uh, let's see, like three or four months at this point. <clears throat> and it's our, it's our, like, four-month anniversary. Well, three months, sorry.
2: Ooh, that's a long time.
1: So... February 22nd 1986 three months now I named my diary Micah because that was M-I-C-A so it was the first initials of Mike's name and first initials of my name <clears throat> dear Micah what an anniversary as you can still as you can see I'm still shaky from the experience I went down Mike's pants I've never seen him like he was tonight. I planned on doing that this summer. He wanted it so bad. <laughs> he had my had his hand inside my shirt and was breathing like he just ran a mile And when he said, put it down, in a voice I'd never heard before. It was so rough and wanting, I couldn't say no. It was so different than what I expected. The skin was so soft and smooth, and under it was hard as stone. sex even flashed through my mind i knew if i consented he would do it right then he was like an animal i couldn't get as excited he's excited as he was because it was also new he even sucked my nipple this scares me so i'm usually teaching him now it's vice versa He's so masculine. He was what I wanted him to be, but I don't want to do it again soon. Where will we stop? It scares me. I even thought of kissing his. I know I would have if I could have reached. God forgive me. (laughs) The reason I couldn't reach is because we were in the back of his dad's van. He was driving us home, and there was, like, a cubbyhole okay, thing.
2: dad is driving. Yeah, and
1: we're in the back of the van fucking making out.
2: Oh, my goodness. I've
1: done that many times.
2: <laughs> oh, the fathers across America. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think the reason I was so scared of it was because it was so I wanted it so much, right? Like before that, I'd always been like, I can control myself; I'm not going to have sex, you know. And that was just like, whoa, okay, you know. <laughs> so now this is uh, April 11th, 1986. So it's a few months later. We didn't we didn't really do anything else. You know, we didn't do it again for a while. Um, and there was a restaurant in St. Cloud called the packing company that was close to our high school that everybody went to hang out, had, had like an arcade and burgers and stuff. And we called it the cow house. So <clears throat> April 11th, 1986, dear Micah, we went to the cow house packing company after the play tonight. It was great fun. I'm addicted to moon patrol. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know how far Mike and I have went. Well, we did it again, but this time I even kissed his. It didn't scare me this time. I love him so much. I really do. And in my mind, like I remember that night, but I'm like, did I just kiss it? Did I suck on
3: it? <laughs> like, did I just like bend Smooch. down and be like? i like, I have no idea.
1: And then, okay, so then we we skip forward. Mike and I break up in May. And now it's June 4th. And to deal with breaking up with Mike, of course, I start hitting on his best friend, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) So how does this work out? But I wanted you to read, I wanted to read this one because it's very funny about my my selection of men and the kind of men I like. So June 4th, 1986. Dear Micah, tomorrow I get to see Dan. Yippee! A bunch of us are going to a movie. Oh, I like him so much, and I think the feeling is mutual. He's so cute. I suppose I should explain what he looks like. He's about 5'8". I come up a little below his shoulder. He's very dark. His father is from India, and he has black hair. Incredibly sexy. It's funny. He's not gorgeous, by any means. In fact, he's kind <laughs> of a nerd. <laughs> In fact, he's kind of a nerd. So are all the guys I hang around with, including Mike. But they're the only guys I could handle going out with. <laughs> oh, Dan is wonderful. He has gorgeous eyes, though. He's really strange. He says he's a figment of his imagination. Weird. It's just the beginning. We'll learn more about him, though, won't we? <laughs> I just love that. I'm like, yeah, the nerdy guys, that's all I can handle is nerds. <laughs> 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 so then we go forward even farther into the future. <laughs> so this is a couple years forward. And so what I cons- who I consider my first love is a guy named Simon, who I met at band camp was choir camp for me, was but he there was like
2: flu flute involved. No, <laughs> just,
1: there was
3: no flute involved. I had but, to ask. Uh,
1: but I was there for choir and he was there for band and we met kinda at the end and and, you know, it was a long distance relationship. We lived about I guess about eighty miles apart. We'd see each other about once a month and we wrote con- like every day we would write letters. And, you know, looking back it was it's, it's interesting to look back at it because um his he had a brother who was 10 who died from a heart problem when he was 10 mm-hmm. and so he had died probably like maybe a year or two before i met simon and so in my you know in my teenage years i always thought oh well simon you know that was a long time ago right but he was still dealing with it but now i think it's like my god like a child dying when they're like in, in like two years. I mean that had to fuck up their family completely, right? So he was very angsty. He was very melodramatic. But he was definitely my first love. And um so March of eighty eight, we'd been going out for about let's see, like eight months or so. And we'd gone through all these weird phases where it's like I kind of wanted to break up with him, but I didn't, and then I, then we decided to date other people, so I kind of dated some guys in St. Cloud, even though it was all very strange. But in March, <clears throat> I decided to go, we were going to go up and see him, and, and every time we saw him, of course, like our parents never let us alone, right? So and, your
2: parents drove you up there? Or? Well, no, I,
1: it was 88, so I had a license. So I could drive up there. He was uh, Simon was a year younger than me, so like he might take the bus down to Saint Cloud, and then he had a he had a friend from camp that was also my friend who was also my friend with benefits. (laughs) It's all very complicated. I had friends with benefits when I was (laughs) sixteen.
2: So this friend with benefits would like host your other friend. Well, no, because it was just
1: like no, because. Jason and I would go out and make out if one of us wasn't – if neither of us were dating anybody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when when I got with Simon, like, then nothing happened between me and Jason. But then when we broke up, like, we got together a few times and stuff like that. So Friday, March 18th, 1988, <clears throat> this is the day before I'm going to visit Simon. Of course, I got my period today. Ugh. Ugh. I have it whenever I'm with Simon. I hate it. I'm so much more apt to crab now. At any rate, I'm excited about seeing him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we only saw each other once
1: a month. <laughs> I know. But I didn't have regular periods, you know. I never knew when my period was going to happen. Um, so then on Saturday, March 19th at 2.09 a.m., I met Simon's. Tonight his parents left us home alone to babysit Paul and Rose. His siblings. We had the most funny, weird, romantic, sexy, beautiful night. I love him more than words can say. Now what I don't write in this entry (laughs) is that he and I were alone. Okay, so the entry before I talk about how I'm having my period, right? So of course, we're like making out in his bed, grinding each other. We have all our clothes on. And, but he has his leg between my legs And I'm totally grinding on him as we're making out And then we separate And his Jeans are covered in blood Oh my god
3: <laughs>
1: Oh girl No I start cracking up I think this is fucking Hilarious He is horrified And he's worse. just like Oh my god he meant, because he's like 16, I'm 17, right? Like, he's never encountered the period in his life. He <laughs> scarred the man. And he's just like, oh my god! So he, like, throws his jeans in the washer. And he's like, I gotta get him dried before my parents get home. They're gonna be wondering what happened. He's just like freaking and I'm just laughing. I just think it's so funny. I'm like, oh my god. I'm sure I traumatized him for life, but (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) It was it was weird because so So romantic, sexiest
2: fun (laughs) night ever. I know. What did Simon write in his (laughs) journal, I
1: wonder? Exactly. (laughs) So, the thing I keep encountering in my journal, and like, so I have all of Simon's letters, and I have a bunch of letters that I wrote to him that I never sent, and things like that. And the thing was, like, you know, so we were, he and I were both Catholic, so sex was a big deal. And I was just very afraid of sex. And like, you know, with, with Mike and the touching of the penis and stuff, I just, like, I felt like if I had sex, then I would just want, like, all the time, right? Like, it was just, it was like a barrier. I just wasn't ready to cross. And I know, like, I knew personally I was not ready for this. So we almost had sex that night, right? Like, we didn't have protection or whatever. And it was very interesting because after that, I kind of self-sabotaged the relationship. Like, it scared me so much that we might have sex that I kind of went wacko. Also, at the same time, March is always a really bad time for me because of sad and issues that I know now that I have. But at the time, I didn't know I was having them. Yeah. So the whole relationship just kind of disintegrated over the next few uh, next few um, months. He and I went to prom. We were supposed to, like, we got into things really hot and heavy. That was actually my f- first blowjob where someone actually ejaculated that might have been the first time I saw a guy ejaculate any I don't remember anything before that but even though that kind of was going on we we still broke up like two two weeks later and then oh god I was fucking psycho we went (laughs) we went to camp again because that's where we had met right so the next year he goes back to camp I go back to camp and I'm just like psycho check right because I want him back and I'm just like freaking out because he's hanging out with some other I was I was like a super psycho girlfriend. I was psychotic. So and then it's funny isn't
2: it your American pie two no, no. like ballad
1: friend. <laughs> then it's funny because later on I you know, after the whole camp incident of me going crazy and fucking going psycho on him because he wasn't paying attention to me. Later on, like, I don't know, a few months later, I called, you know, talked to him and kind of apologized and stuff. And he said that he, because he was a bass player, he was a m- m- musician, and his dad was a musician. He said he wrote a song for me called Psycho Bitch from Hell.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. I loved it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> you <Yeah>. so... <laughs>
3: know, But... <laughs>
1: So, you know, I had always been saving myself for my first love, right? And Simon right. was my first love, and I I really think that we probably we should have had sex that prom. We should have, we didn't have a protection. I'm sure somebody else there had a protection, but I'm glad you um, didn't
2: because it didn't work out for whatever
1: reason. That was spring of 88 when I was a junior.
2: Yeah.
1: I went really crazy. I got really into Charles Manson. You. I got arrested for shoplifting.
3: Whoa!
1: (laughs) I was kind of just like really sick of being a good girl. (laughs) And went psycho. Got back, kind of, kind of got myself together. Then that fall, so I'm a senior in high school, right? Mm -hmm. So this this is an entry that I wanted to read in the light of the Me Too movement. Because I was in the play Jesus Christ Superstar, and it was done by a professional theater in St. Cloud that was out of, there was an old uh, Paramount Theater that they refurbished, and this was the first play they were putting in there. Um, And I had, there's a couple of precursor uh, information I need to say. So um, the theater was like an old-fashioned theater that had been revamped, but the dressing rooms hadn't yet. And so you'd walk down into the basement, and you'd walk through this through the basement of these old buildings yeah. into another building where our dressing rooms were. But the yeah. where you had to work, walk was, like, this tunnel, and like, it was just, yeah. like, dirt floors on either side, yeah. and, like, homeless people used to live in there and all this stuff. So while I was in this place, so I don't have a boyfriend, I am 17. I'm about three weeks to a month. Well, as of this entry, I'm 10 days away from turning 18. So this is a professional play. So there's like people from the cities that are coming down to be the lead actors, like the guy who played Pontius Pilate. He, you know, worked at the Guthrie and stuff. So they were actually coming up to St. Cloud for this play. So there were four high schoolers, me, my friend Susan, and two girls from Apollo, Sarah and Colleen. And then they were all adults. And so, of course, after rehearsals, all the adults would go to a bar, we would go out but all of us young girls had crushes on some of the, on the older guys, right? Sure. So I had a crush on this guy named Big Jim, and I Big find Jim. And Big Jim was uh, he had uh, he was supposed to play like for the Denver Broncos, but he hurt his back and so he couldn't. And, uh, he was like a English teacher or something like that. He was twenty seven. Um, <clears throat> so I'm seventeen, right? <laughs> September 14th, 1988. If only I could be five years older. There's the guy in the cast, Big Jim, who I like so much. He's 27, though. Ugh. He's also engaged. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, I think he's a little attracted to me, or at least his fiance thinks he is. (laughs) What? Because he was telling me about his women troubles, etc., Tonight, though, I was walking through the tunnels, and I met him going the opposite direction. I said hi and passed, and he put his hand on my neck, pulled me back to him, tilted my head upwards, and kissed me smack on the lips. I could have died a happy woman right then. That That wasn't the first time, though. He kissed me on the top of my head and cheek during hugs and one time he even picked me up, lifted me to his face and kissed me on the lips. Yes, he has kissed Sarah on the cheek, but not like me. It made me feel so good. I really think I really think he thinks I'm special. I guess I want to think that, so I'm going to. It makes me feel special. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And I know in the light of this, people are like, oh, it's so creepy, a 27-year-old well,
2: guy. Thinking of, like, Matthew McConaughey's character, Dazed and Confused, like, the best thing about high school girls <laughs> is I get older and
3: they don't.
1: <laughs> but the uh, thing was, like, I look at this and to me, like, that interac- those interactions with Jim were really special. And really important to me. It made me feel very good. It made me feel very powerful in my sexuality, you know, because I was like really hot, and his girlfriend was hot, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> and like it never it didn't make me feel scared or gross. It's very weird because you know now you think about it, and you are like, yeah, some twenty seven year old guy, yeah, he's going for your it. senior, yeah, you know, I am entering my senior year of high school, but. And he's
2: going off to his 30s. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So it's weird, but oh my god. (laughs) I flirted with him so bad. I let him on so much. I knew exactly what I was doing. (laughs) And it was fun. My dear girl. (laughs) So anyway, so Jesus Christ Superstar wraps up. And then... You know, I was saving myself for my first love. My first love came and went. I didn't get to have sex. So now I'm ready to have sex. So October 7th, 1988. I just want everyone to know that in my heart and mind and soul, I lost my virginity to Simon. In body, I will lose it to Fred. (laughs) (laughs) So Fred is a guy From a new play I'm in I was in Oklahoma in the community theater So it was also older guys But he was my age October 9th 1988 2.27am I lost my virginity today Ouch <laughs> <laughs> Ah, it's ah, written in like three inch three, tall letters. Inch tall.
2: <laughs> How many lines of notebook do you
1: have there? Like, Ouch, five? like five? Yeah. <clears throat> it was in Fred's waterbed.
3: It was very <laughs> casual.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Waterbed. <laughs> Continue. It was, it was very casual, and I liked it a lot. <laughs> very casual, and I liked it a lot ouch <laughs> <laughs> Fred was very nice and careful about it I bled all over <laughs> I'm so glad I got it over with and I'm so happy it wasn't with was someone that was I really loved that would have sucked <laughs> uh, uh, uh. and then the next day I'm like wow my last entry <laughs> today was an awfully boring day though <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so now I've lost my virginity And <clears throat> We'll skip ahead <laughs> To January 24th, 1989 So I broke up with Fred He was just, you know, somebody to lose my virginity to I wasn't really planning on being with him For a long time anyways He's
2: like, this is the You are the tool yeah. This is the need It's was like,
1: okay, I've heard you've had sex with other people I know you're kind of a male bimbo, so I'll just use you. I've heard
2: you had sex with other people, (laughs) and you are a male bimbo.
3: So,
1: I broke up with him, and then uh, that December, I actually got together with a guy. I worked at Godfather's Pizza at a pizza place, and he, so I was 18, and this guy was 20. He was a driver, and I was, you know, a cook and stuff you know, obviously we're having sex and everything, but, um, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> so <laughs> that um, was
2: not obvious, by the way, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I've already, I've had sex, so of course I'm going to have to say I liked it, oh my god, the, I went to homecoming with Fred, and we just, like, did it, oh, well, many, yeah, <laughs> um, But it's funny, I would love, I need to post a picture of me in my homecoming dress that year because it was totally, it's like Wednesday from, uh, Adam's family. I had black velvet dress that buttoned all the way up with a white collar and white pearl buttons. It was really fucking very gothy and cool, but anyways, so now I'm going out with Rob. January 24th, 1989. So this is like the end of my senior year. I'll read this whole one because I think this is really funny. I won't say the name of the person just in case they listen to stuff, but. Oh, well, you know, <clears throat> Elle is being the biggest bitch. <laughs> She's getting stoned all the time and doesn't pay any attention to anyone except for S and R, who are a couple of bitches, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be good friends with L like before. I can't believe I physically lost my virginity to Fred. (laughs) (laughs) Regrets. (laughs) I lost it mentally to Simon. I could have waited a couple months and lost it to Rob, a person that matters, that I will remember. But I'm glad that it wasn't anyone important. I mean, it's so painful and awkward and kind of yucky that it's good to get it over with someone who is insignificant. At least I never had an orgasm with him. At least Rob was the first for that. I pretty much have no first left of my sexuality, <laughs> except marriage, maybe, or bondage type stuff.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love. Then at eighteen, I'm bondage like
1: bondage stuff. Yeah, how much I- I've done everything sexually that there is possible to do, except for maybe some bondage stuff. Bondage stuff. I at this point didn't even realize that sometimes people put a penis into a butt. Like, I did not know that. But you were Dr. Ruth in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Like, the, the <laughs> summer after this, when I was having my summer of sluttiness. Yes. One of my, I was talking to one of my friends, and I was like, I really like doggy style. And she was like, oh, I don't like that because I, I have hemorrhoids. And that was the first time I was like.
2: <laughs> but. But what what
1: people put it in the butt what what in the butt <laughs> like it had never occurred to me that's <laughs> hilarious <laughs> i just i oh my god i was cracking up so bad when i was like yeah i've i've done it all so you know <laughs> i i'm so experienced um <laughs> And then I just have one last one that I want to share. So, this was at the beginning of my summer of sluttiness. (laughs) I will show you, Tara, I have the condom wrapper from my first one-night stand in my my book. (laughs) It's a bookmark. (laughs) Lifestyles ultra-sensitive. So this is Sunday, June 4th, uh, 1989. Dear Diary, well, last night I used the two Bs and got the two Fs. (laughs) So I believe that the two Bs are boobs and butt. And the two Fs must be fucked in... I don't know what else. Fucked in something. Fucked in...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anymore. Fondled? <laughs> fucked Fond and
1: fondled. Friends? It, it was with this guy frick-a-seed? named <laughs> Fricasseed. Fricasseed? <laughs> I had some fricassee and fucked. <clears throat> it was this, with this guy named Randy. A friend of his lives next door. His friend's name is Greg. They're both super jocks and they're really funny. I don't know how it happened exactly, but it was fantastic. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> It feels so good to be bad <laughs> Randy's kind of cheesy, but it was fun uh what fun with a jock I mean me and a jock ha, ha! I graduate tomorrow, Wow, of course, I have a zip from hell on my chin too, <laughs> so yeah, the night before I graduated from high school, I had my first one night stand that just like laid the f- f- laid the foundation for the rest of that summer <laughs> anyways thank you for indulging me and letting me read you a bunch of my ridiculous journal entries <laughs> uh, thank you dear listener oh <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about anything else
2: how can I top that
1: The <laughs> The two B's bees, bees and the two F's. The two B's and the... Fuck The only thing I think is facial, but that's... I didn't even know... I didn't even know what that was at that point. <laughs> it's like, no, I definitely did not have a facial by that guy. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you my cucumber really... cucumber facial. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I played a little God of War today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, finished Saints Row reelected 96% again. again. <laughs> I'm thinking about going around and getting all of the clips collectibles because because I don't because because because, because it's because, such because. a freaking fun game it really is <laughs> in in this Saints Row you get all of the superpowers and it has all of the cheesy jokes that I love about Saints Row yes the things that make fun of other games like Splinter Cell
3: because
2: mm-hmm. um, you have homies you know one of the yeah. homies is an MI6 so they are um you go through like these training modes and things mm-hmm. like it, you're like stuck in a virtual world with them mm-hmm. so this um this training mode with uh this MI6 Asha um is um basically you have to shoot a light bulb and okay. every like turn and climb through ducks and uh-huh. it is It is Splinter Cell. (laughs) That's what it
3: is.
2: (laughs) And and so... But the way that it makes fun of that game from back in that time Mm -hmm. is... Why am I shooting this light bulb?
1: Why can't I just I take them out? I remember people talking about It doesn't about matter. Shoot the out. light bulb. Yes, I remember that now. When did Splinter Cell come out? it's it an old, it was old school? Like 2010. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we were doing the show. Speaking of which, it is like our 10th anniversary. It is. Like right around now. We're... January. Yeah.
2: The inaugural. The inaugural. January yeah. 2009. Yeah,
1: that's crazy, wow. man. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Ten fucking years! Wow! Yikes! <laughs> it doesn't seem that long. Now everybody has podcasts. Remember when we started our podcast? I was like, "Oh, I've co- I'm too late." Like, yeah. there's so many podcasts already, and now we both it's just had, like, like
2: three years to do podcasts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And now it's like, oh, well, now all the actual professional people are doing podcasts. So they have, like, yeah. actual resources to do it, they damn have it. Like, they have, like, shows
2: and, and credits and stuff.
1: <laughs> they have a, they, they they have have a staff.
2: IM, they have an IMDb, <laughs> for Christ's sake. We should get
1: an IMDb
2: for our podcast, damn it. And a staff. A really big staff. Hmm. <laughs> Dear Diary
1: <laughs> oh, The only thing I wanted to mention Is that Crypticon announced guests, Some, some of their guests from this next year And one of them Is one of the women From Dracula AD 1972 That is cool I know, so I'm totally doing a party again It's totally Hammer Horror themed again and I'm hoping she'll come to my party <laughs> It's going to be all so Dracula too. 80 1972 this time. <laughs> I think it'll be awesome. So, I don't know. Any New Year's resolutions? Happy New Year, everybody. You know, I am not a resolution type yes, of person. We've discussed this, yeah. too, before.
2: I, I suck at making them. Yeah, I mean... And I suck worse at keeping them.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have any resolutions. I have plans for the year. I want to do a Crypticon party and then... My and Jeff's uh, 25th anniversary is in June, so we are going to do something fun for that. And I think, actually, for Convergence this year, I think I'm just going to go on Saturday, maybe Friday and Saturday. I'll do Um, a smaller.
2: Yeah, I may not go at all. And uh, for as far as, like, 2019 plans go, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about either um, swapping out the the engine in the 66 Mustang for, mm-hmm. like, a 5.0 or something a bit more modern. Um, otherwise, I, there's a little ding in the back end. I was thinking about getting that popped out and maybe mm-hmm. getting the paint job retouched. I know nice. nothing too exciting, but um, for me it seems pretty exciting. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah!
1: All right, well, I suppose that's plenty, plenty enough. Yeah, for a show. Yeah. So we've gone on for quite a while. I say
2: <laughs> quite a while.
1: Uh, yeah. If you want to get a hold of us, Facebook's probably the best place to reach us. The we have a uh, most popular girls on the internet group and page and tmpgoti.com yep and uh, tmpgoti at gmail.com will still reach us if you want to otherwise uh, hey have a good winter winter sucks but if you're in Australia I'm jealous
2: and if you're lonely and, and trapped with your thoughts, you can always write in your diary yes and if you have some diary entries you'd like to share with us you can get us Yes, please send them our way <laughs> We will read them for you dramatically or you can tape them and send them to us too Oh wonderful yes All right we will talk to you next month to lose Bye bye
0: Summaging through an old, old trunk that I found all covered with rust, Our attic had sheltered it from the rain and snow. I had to break off the moldy lock and I swept away the dust and I found a precious treasure. Placed there long ago Just a dust-covered diary All yellow with age And it tells of a love Pure as gold There's a sweet, tender message On each faded That story that never grows old Like the flowers kissed by showers A freshness lingers near Recalling happy hours Grown mellow with each year Just a dust-covered diary That's yellow with age
3: Breathing
0: romance and love From each page By showers A freshness lingers near Recalling happy hours Grown mellow with each year Just a dust-covered diary That's yellow with age Breathing romance and love from each face.